thank you so much for joining us. My name is Jackie Ray, and these are the early days with Proust Chown. My special guest today is from Punch Card Systems. His name is Sam Jenkins. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Are you an Edmontonian? Born and raised. Ah, very good. What school?、Uh, well, I, I went to Greenfield Elementary, then Avalon, and I'm a, I'm a Harry Ainley graduate.、Ah. And I also went to the U of A. So、um, this is this is my town. So U of A, what did you take? I have a Bachelor of Commerce. Okay, so you as an entrepreneur,、mm-hmm. uh, we should start off by explaining what Punch Card Systems is, because、sure. that, the, all roads will lead to that. So what is it?、Uh, so. I mean, at our very core, we're a software development company, but we work with our customers to help them build、uh, novel digital products that help them、uh, transform based on what's happening in the world around us today. So, I mean, we talk a lot about AI. We talk a lot about digital. We're here to help organizations be stronger for the future. So, when you were at U of A, what did you foresee that、oh. you, that brought you to this path? You know that's really. I mean, my career in tech started in、um, 1998, 99. I was working for a tech startup. This was before I went to university,、um, and I was supporting the team from a marketing and digital development perspective. And somebody said to me at one point, "Well, we need a new website, or we need a website.、Uh, can you can you build it?" So I figured it out, and I think that's been the, probably the cornerstone of how、uh, I've, I've acted and grown as an entrepreneur. Is well, I don't know how to do it today, but I can certainly try to figure it out. And as I was going through my university experience,、uh, I think learning about、uh, marketing and organization and finance. These are all tools that have supported my my entrepreneurial toolkit. But at the end of the end of the day, I'm I think of myself as a bit of a problem solver. <laughs> <laughs> How long has Punch Card been around?、Uh, this January, we celebrated our eight-year birthday. So let's go back eight years ago. You've graduated from university, and is is that when you started Punch Card right、oh, no. away, or what?、Um, what road led us to that? So I worked.、Uh, I've worked in technology sales for a long time, and I, I did that for about a decade、uh, out of university. Um, and my business partner at the time,、uh, in in 2012, when we when we started our first business,、uh, we we were trying to tackle a novel problem、uh, in the healthcare space. We built a product, started a company,、uh, failed not necessarily miserably, but we we missed the mark. And so as we were licking our wounds coming out of that first experience, we had to try again. We had to start something new. And I joke that. Uh, my business partner is very employable, and at that point, I was not.、Um, I was too. I had been bitten by the entrepreneurial bug, and at that point, I said, "Well, we're we've we've got some some really interesting talent within the two of us. What can we do to help build more value for、uh, the folks that we could serve?" So we started doing some side projects.、Uh, our first customer was a client here in town that does、uh, non-destructive testing in the oil field. A company called Buffalo Inspection Services.、Uh, they're still a client today. We help them、um, automate part of their business through、uh, through data and and technology. Built a custom piece of software,、uh, and that started on on this journey of helping organizations transform. What did you learn out of that first failed one that helped you in this second startup that、mm. you went, ooh, won't do that again? So, there's a bit of a three-legged stool that I think. We need in every organization when we're starting up.
we need some degree of execution talent. So we have to be able to build something. doesn't matter if it's a service or a product, but at the end of the day, we, we have to have the talent to be able to create something. We also have to have some sort of subject matter expertise, and this is where we failed. We didn't have enough depth in that subject matter expertise. And then you also have to have a, a little bit of an ability to build your client relationships. And so we were good with clients, we were great with technology, we just didn't have that subject matter expertise. And that, that key learning became uh, how we found success here at PunchCard. Now, it's been eight years since we've been building our team, and at first I thought our what, what we were here to do, our purpose as an organization, was to create software, it was to build technology. I now realize, after eight years of experimentation, that we exist to build team. Um, and building that team's culture is what creates a huge amount of value for us here today. So there's been some key learnings, but they've all been around the nature of people. The nature of people. I really love that because you, now you started with two, two people. So yep. then, okay, so how did you start to build that team initially? Well, so Esten, my, my business partner, um, we've been through quite a bit together. Uh, we've worked together now as, as business partners across a couple ventures. Uh, we're 20, 24, so 12 years together. Uh, we've worked together almost 20 years, so we've got, we've got history. And what I would say is the cornerstone of that relationship is trust. Uh, as, as the first two of us in the organization, we had to understand how to trust each other in order to work together. And as we've built out our team, that sense of trust and clarity to help build additional trust has been absolutely critical for us. I think the second element around, around that, how we build trust, is around core values. Um, we've been really clear about our organization's core values for a number of years. And if I go back to March 2020, there was a little bit of a disruption. Um, why we were able to survive that large-scale disruption in terms of the pandemic was a focus on our core values as an organization. We knew what we stood for, we knew how we were supposed to work together, and we knew what we were out there to do with our clients. Uh, and that was because we talked about our core values a lot with our team. So when we went from in-person work to remote work, nobody missed a beat. Um, it was the same organization regardless of being in-person or remote, and we've continued that, uh, that sense, that vibe within our organization here today. So what are the core values? Well, so we have uh, six core values, but the one that I love to focus on time and time again, I mean, I, I joke that core values, um, you're not supposed to have favorite kids, but I have a favorite core value. Um, our, my favorite core value uh, is, is, is all about risk-taking, and I think that's probably a, a, a good start for us here today as, a, as an organization, is that uh, at the end of the day, by valuing risk-taking, um, and for us, um, because we're helping our, our customers transform, there's a lot of risk in transformation. There's a lot of risk in innovation. Uh, there's opportunities for us to be able to perhaps stub our toes. But by leaning into risk, by naturalizing it within an organization, um, it, it, it helps us uh, build a ton of strength. So we say we show up, first, first part, we take risks, and we ship product. By showing up, by being there every day with our clients, um, it means we can make mistakes, we can own them, uh, but at the end of the day, we can be there at, at every step of the way. I also think about our core values as a bit of a, uh, a story arc. So we start with showing up, um, but then we open up as a team. For us, that's a value of inclusivity. Then we team up, that's about being stronger together. Um, 
you can understand that when we're building teams, obviously being stronger together is pretty critical. Uh, we also step up, so we, we empower our team to take a sense of ownership um, uh, about everything that we do. And then finally, we level up. So continuous learning is absolutely critical in technology. And I would say it's probably absolutely critical for most organizations these days because the amount of change that we get to deal with. So a bit of a story arc. It starts with, with showing up, ends with leveling up, and in between we get to do a whole bunch of really interesting stuff. Okay, I love the, the, the core values and, and everybody has to buy in. So they buy in and you're starting up uh, at Punch Card. Mm -hmm. Your first clients, yep. how do you go out and get your first clients with this? Because it's really, it's innovative, it's new. Yeah, so we were, and I, I actually I'm, I'm gonna dial that back. I don't think we were, we were, we are really fortunate that as an organization, we build relationships. And those first clients of ours were based on strong relationships. Uh, even to this day, where we get the most of our business is through referrals. Uh, it is people talking about the work we do, the impact we've had on their organization um, that drives most of our business. And I'm proud of that because at the end of the day, uh, when I think about the servant leadership that we bring to the table, if, uh, if we aren't being of service to the people that, that we're selling our businesses to, um, well, then we probably, probably shouldn't be at the table at all. <laughs> so yeah, that, that sense of relationship development, I think, is, is so important for us. And it's where our first clients came from. Even the leads we get today uh, are generally from folks who say, yes, I was speaking to this person or I was asking at this organization. Your name came up. How might we work together to be able to create value? In those early early days, did you ever get the, oh, didn't see that one coming? <laughs> uh, in the early days, yes. In the middle days, yes. In the current days, yes. Right. <laughs> I, I think at the end of the day, the nature of being ready for change, right? And you know, I, we're we're coming out, coming back after the holiday break here, and. Uh, I'm, I'm getting back into, into, into the workplace, uh, into our organization, and recognizing how challenging it is for us, I think, as individuals, as people in organizations, people who are our employees, all that type of stuff, to live with uncertainty. And uh, I think as entrepreneurs, we have to get really comfortable with that nature of change, with those curveballs that come at us all over the place. And so when I think about some of the early gotchas for us, um, many of them were not about the what we do, but it was about the how we do it. Um, as we learned how to work with our clients, what was important to them, and then most importantly, what was important to the people that chose to become employees of our organization, and then we adapted. And we, we still do. I would say that uh, as an organization, the only way that we've been able to grow and scale the way that we have is because of continuous improvement. Uh, we are always evaluating what can we do better next time and uh, how can we apply that today. Uh, I often think about the nature of, of uh, or the value, I guess, of, of new ideas within any business. In our organization, big change is really exhaustive but little bits of change along the way are a lot more attainable. So we try to live a, a, a fairly regular cycle of new ideas, new innovations, and new changes to be able to, 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 be able to make our, our organization as, as strong as it can be. 
I find it fascinating. I asked you how many employees you had. I believe you said 47. That's right, yeah. And started out with just you and your partner at the beginning. That's right. So then how does Punch Card Systems, uh, how did you grow it? Was it slow imp- or did you, ha- how did you add all of these people? Great question. Um, I would say there's two lenses that I look, I've looked at around that. One, um, dress for the job that you want, I suppose, right? We've always tried to scale a little bit bigger than when than where we're at today. Not, not, not uh, obscenely, right? But if we don't have the capacity to be able to take on the customers who want to work with us, it makes it really difficult for us to be able to uh, continue to make commitments to people. So we are part of this continuous improvement that we put in play with, with our organization is understanding not only our model, but our team model. Um, because at the end of the day, the, we, we don't have a, a bunch of assets in our organization. There isn't a lot of machines or workshop or that type of thing. Uh, we have teams of people. And the way that we are able to work with our clients is more software developers or more designers or more product managers on our team. And we have to be pretty insightful in terms of uh, adding people to our team to be able to take on the capacity that we need to. And so by building models that we then... Uh, try to predict into. It doesn't mean we're always right, but uh, we're using data to be able to understand, are we making the best decisions in terms of hiring, onboarding, uh, retaining our staff, and also attracting new clients? What kind of data? Uh, brilliant. So we use a lot of utilization data in our, in our business. We track a lot of data. So not in terms of how people work, but where we're putting our time, uh, the, the code that we write, uh, the software that we deploy, but also things like uh, when we post uh, a, job, a job posting, how many, how many people are applying for those roles? Are we put, putting them in the right places? And this is becoming a lot more, I guess, powerful with the nature of AI and technology. Um, and like we're a, we're a technical organization uh, and we're trying to use AI as much as we can, but there are so many places that uh, you know, we haven't even scratched the surface yet in terms of the, the value that we're going to bring for our organization. So how do you go, to, when you have 47 staff, how do you maintain that company culture that you feel is so important? Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of elements to that that make it, I think, even more challenging when you scratch the surface on that. Uh, as an organization, we're remote first. So we've got staff no, not only here in Edmonton, uh, Edmonton is his headquarters, uh, but we've got people who live in Victoria, Vancouver, Penticton, Calgary, uh, Pinoca, Winnipeg, Toronto, Barrie. We've got people all over the place and they work remote. So they work from their homes and they dial in to meetings and all that kind of good stuff. And so we are not only building a culture through scale, but also a culture through remote work. And that means we invest quite a bit of time in building connection with people. So. Uh, we spend a lot of time learning about each other. We spend a lot of time building team through team building type activities. We also bring our team together very, very regularly. So in the fall here, we uh, what our, one of our annual events is we call it's called Punch Card Connects. Uh, we bring Edmund, everybody to Edmonton for a week. Uh, we do some work. We also have a, a mini conference. We do some uh, ideation and innovation learning, and we do some adventures together as well. And when we bring people together to be able to create those connections, uh, that's what creates that long-term organizational culture. Now, that's the, the regular work, but it also starts with how we recruit and how we onboard people into our business as well. 
We are very, 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 and maybe I'll underline that, highlight it, put an asterisk beside it. We are very intentional with how we onboard people into our organization. Uh, when we talk about core values, it starts with day one. Uh, we talk about our core values every Monday in our all-hands meeting, and we share stories about how we're living our core values. Um, that's how we evaluate people. It's how we reward people as well. So we are infusing how we work, how we live, how we interact with each other, uh, with our culture. Um, because at the end of the day, we spend a lot of time at work. And uh, we, that, that team that we spend at work is a special type of community. And if we don't protect that community, if we don't spend time building it up, well then our culture becomes far less intentional. And by taking that intentional mindset to culture, I believe that's how we'll be able to scale from 47 people to whatever size we, we want. I mean, I'm, I'm happy with our team today. <laughs> Growth is hard. Um, there are days when I'm like, oh boy, this, is, this has been quite the journey. But I am really excited about the growth that we're on because as an organization, the more folks that become punch cardigans, um, the more adventures that we get to have together. Can I ask how you came up with the name Punch Card? Um, well, so a couple, a couple of things. When we were trying to establish um, an organizational name, like our brand, um, Edwards Jenkins just didn't have the same, same, same name uh, or same ring to it. So we started thinking about legacy and uh, the nature of a punch card or a punched card. If we think back to uh, the early part of the last century, punched cards were used to be able to store information uh, and became the, the initial building blocks of, of software development as we know today. And so when we think about punch card, when we think about our brand, it really is about how are we standing on the shoulders of all these really incredible people uh, over hundreds of years who have contributed to uh, technology and innovation development across our ecosystem. I want to go back to the your onboarding because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm so fascinated how you build your team because that is you, you're your people business and you're working, that's how you work for your clients. In the interview process, is, do you have a special way so you know even before you hire them that, okay, this one's a loony bin or this? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, yes. I mean, I think experience matters. Um, mm -hmm. Our head of engineering um, for the last role that we just hired, we're just hiring another software developer for our team. Um, for one seat, uh, we have, we've had 2,200 people apply uh, for this role. So we've had to get really good at understanding how to navigate all of this people information. So um, our screening calls with our, our, our initial candidates are really important. We then do some technical interviewing with our, with, our, with our folks, but it's the soft skills that I think are the most important part that we're trying to understand in our interview process. And so we don't just have folks interview with their hiring manager, they interview with the rest of the organization. Um, we're trying to find somebody who's going to add to our culture, who's going to bring their best self to our organization. And I would say that the, the best evaluation of um, somebody adding value to the organization is somebody's peers, their team at large, not just their manager or somebody who sits at the top of the, the, hi the hierarchy. Ah, that, it's a great way to do it because uh, we may miss something as a management and... Uh, 100%. It, yeah. We will miss something, yeah, right? True. I mean, at the end of the day, mm -hmm. we, we, you know, I'm, I'm pretty human. And so um, this computer only runs at a, at a certain speed, um, but it's the value of the entire team that I think, uh, I think helps us succeed as much as possible.
Let's talk about that growth again. So now that Punch Card has been around for eight years, mm -hmm. what do you see in the next eight years? Oh, brilliant. So last year we wrote a story and we call it our vivid vision. It's our 2030 vision. And as much as um, I love where we're at today, um, painting that long-term vision for ourselves, for our organization, and probably for our clients too, I think was really important. And within that vision, there are, there are a number of key milestones and opportunities. Um, there's, there's vision around the type of learning programs we're going to build for our organization, the type of awards that we want to go after. But the big opportunity for us as an organization is building new products. And why I say new products is, is, is our largest opportunity is because we hire folks that have a certain degree of ambition on our team. And I know that if we don't create opportunities for them, they'll go elsewhere. Um, they, will, they will find organizations that do harness that power or that ambition that they bring to the table. So I need to create new products and new organizations for them to be able to achieve their, their opportunities, uh, their personal missions, and certainly uh, some of the excitement that they have in the technology industry. Looking at Punch Card Systems website, the one thing, and you were talking earlier about AI, and one thing you posted on there, we're experiencing change faster than ever. And mm -hmm. that's where I think you, you and your company and your team comes into for any company. That's right, yeah. So change is hard, right? I mean, I, 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 you and I were speaking before we, we, we jumped on, on, uh, on the microphones here about the changing nature of the media industry. Mm -hmm. and. You know, we can, we can predict some of that. Um, I mean, it, I don't, but I don't know if we would have necessarily predicted the rate of change around AI over the past 12 months. And that's blown the doors off everything, right? So I think as leaders in organizations, as, as managers, certainly even as employees, I think that nature of change can be quite, it can be hard. And so we want to make sure that as good partners for our clients, we can help navigate that sense of change more effectively than we did previously. Because um, change is scary. It doesn't have to be if you have good partners. Where, where do you think AI is going to end up? <laughs> that's, that's a good question. So, I mean, I can speak to it through our lens of an organization because when I think about software development, you know, that's our bread and butter. Um, we write a lot of code for, for a lot of our clients. Uh, I think we will be able to write more software way faster over the next 12 months. Uh, I think by this time next year, it may take us a third or half as much time to be able to achieve many of the same outcomes that we are today. Uh, AI is going to help our jobs move faster, move forward quicker, uh, and hopefully accomplish more outcomes. But it takes really great people alongside AI to be able to make that, that a valuable pursuit. It fascinates me how you harness that future in because I, I, I'm such a live-in-the-moment gal and you sure. obviously see something down the road, which I love. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm trying to spend more time living in the right now. We have a, a nine-month-old and um, getting to be a dad is a very much a in-the-moment <laughs> type, type thing these days. So I am trying to live more in the moment. But I think also when we're building an organization, especially in our role as, as leader, as entrepreneur, as, as visionary or driver, um, we have to be wearing a couple different hats. And that's what makes entrepreneurship so hard. Um, we have to wear the working in the business hat. We have to be working the 
are wearing the on the business hat, and certainly we kind of have to wear the in front of the business hat as well. And so as we're wearing those different types of hats, um, that's the, I guess, the heavy burden that comes along with entrepreneurship. But I, I love getting to do the work that we do for our clients. It's actually been a lot more difficult for me to take the uh, working in the business hat off and put my future hat on sometimes. So, I mean, to be fair, um, we, uh, as, a, as a leader in our organization or in any organization, we get to be both uh, chief bottle washer and chief cook at the same time. But um, I, I love the different roles that I get to wear for sure. I hope you're in the moment and your team celebrated that just this week you were added to the Forbes list for top Canadian startup employee. Mm -hmm. That's that's huge. It was a it was a, a a really amazing accolade that I think is just reflective of the fact that we're building great team. Um, last year we were on uh, the Global Mail's fastest growing Canadian uh, Canadian fastest growing companies list, and again these are to me indications that we are. We are doing the right thing, but we are trying to build something that is sustainable for the people that choose to come to work for us. And I think I also want to mention before we wrap things up, you're very involved in your community. Volunteering is also obviously a cornerstone for you, I can see. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I un unintentionally, I think um, I became, um, well, my, my community involvement has become such an important part of who I am and, and how I think about how I work. Um, Currently, I, I get I'm, I have the incredible privilege of, of being the chair of the board of the Windspear and the Edmonton Symphony. I mean, I love music, so it's pretty easy to serve. But when I think about our city and the community that we choose to live in, well, if I don't make it better, who will? Mm -hmm. um, and it's the same thing around building organizations and building relationships with other people as well. What a great conversation. Sam Jenkins, thank you very much from Punch Card Systems. This has been the early days with Proust Town. What a pleasure. Thank you very much. This series is proudly produced by the team at Road 55. Road 55 creates content that connects. For more information, check our website, www.road55.ca.